It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. Change your attitude, change your life. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brings you interviews with some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. It's our goal to educate and empower you so you can live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. We have another great show for you today. Trying to figure out what to eat in order to lose weight, stay fit, and remain healthy can be a daunting task. There is so much conflicting information being presented that it's hard to know the best approach. Joining us today to help us sort through the confusion is Dr. Mark Hyman, author of the new book, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? Dr. Hyman is an 11-time New York Times bestselling author and an internationally recognized leader, speaker, educator, and advocate in the field of functional medicine. He is a director of the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine and founder and director of the Ultra Wellness Center. Dr. Hyman is the medical editor of the Huffington Post and a regular medical contributor for CBS This Morning, Good Morning America, CNN, The Dr. Oz Show, and more. Welcome, Dr. Hyman. Thanks for joining us. I'm so glad to be here with you. So, Doctor, your new book, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat?, is based on the reality that most people have absolutely no idea what to eat for health and well-being. Just when we think we have it figured out, we're given new information that often conflicts with what we're taught. So why are we so confused and why are there so many theories? Well, we are confused because of a whole set of reasons. One, nutrition science is challenging because it's hard to study what people eat in open living environments. Mm-hmm. If you put them in a lab, and like a lab rat, you could figure it out. But humans don't like to live in labs as lab rats. So we have to base it on population studies, which aren't really good at proving cause and effect and are often wrong. And uh, we also have corrupt science where we've got food industry publishing all sorts of research that contradicts common sense of, for example, that soda causes obesity and diabetes, but Coca-Cola fund studies that show there's no link. Uh, and it's rampant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also have the government giving dietary guidelines that actually don't represent science, but represent corporate interests and uh, ignore huge amounts of data on important issues like low-carb diets or saturated fat, for example. And those are undergoing revision now, which is a good thing. And we also have a lot of public health organizations that we rely on, like the American College of Cardiology, Heart Association, Diabetic Association, Nutrition, Dietetic Association, all of which are funded in part by the food industry, which corrupts their recommendations. And I think all those reasons lead to confusion, along with the media jumping on every latest scientific study and reporting as if they're all equal, saying, you know, coconut oil is bad, coconut oil is good, meat's bad, meat's good. It's very confusing for people. And I think all those reasons lead to this confusion. And my book is really designed to go through all that, help people understand what we know in 2018, what the science is, and how we can sort through exactly what to eat. If you could sum it up, what should our daily diet look like? Well, you know, I, I, I jokingly call it a pegan diet, which is not to say we need another diet plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was really as a spoof on the whole extremism of paleo and vegan and trying to sort of come up with what are the principles that, that everybody can kind of agree on, uh, regardless of what their nutritional philosophy is. 
and what are the things that you know we can kind of come to come to consensus? So the first thing is everybody in the nutrition world agrees that sugar and starch, pretty much everybody, there's a few holdouts on the low fat, eat hard carb diet people, but there's very, very few. Um, is stay away from high glycemic foods, sugar, starchy foods. They're they're seen as treats, not as staples. The second is we should be eating a very plant rich diet. Not plant based, but plant rich, meaning we eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. And, and things that are, are high in phytonutrients, uh, particularly the colorful variety of vegetables, mostly vegetables. Also in terms of fruit, you know, there are fruitarians, but uh, I think there's challenges with that, particularly if you think that 70% of Americans are overweight, fruit can be high glycemic. And so moderate amounts of fruit, it should be, you know, five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables, but it should be more vegetables and fruit, probably seven servings of veggies and two servings of fruit. And then the next thing is we want to eat healthy fats. Um, you know, we want to include really good fats in our diet, omega-3 fats, avocado, nuts and seeds, olive oil, even, you know, grass-fed meats, whole eggs, uh, and, and uh, ghee, coconut oil. All those things are really, really great. So, doctor, the diet plan that you just described, for someone who's trying to lose weight, if we follow that type of plan, will we naturally lose weight? Because we've been taught that we need to eat less and exercise more, but if we eat the right types of foods, can we actually increase the amount of food that we eat and still lose weight? Absolutely. I think the biggest myth and the biggest crime perpetrated on our population is that we should eat less and exercise more to lose weight. And the truth is that not all calories are the same. If you ask a kindergarten kid if you ate 21 cups of broccoli or a big gulp, are they the same? And they'll probably go, no. <laughs> but that is exactly what our government and, of course, the food industry tell us, that there's no difference in calories. It's all about moderation. But we know now that food is far more than calories, that it's information, that it's instructions that literally codes your biology. So when you eat sugar and starch calories, they change your hormones and metabolism, and they drive up insulin, which causes you to gain weight, to be hungry, to slow your metabolism, and to prevent the fat from being released from the fat cells. Whereas if you eat a high-fat diet, you actually reduce your hunger. You increase your metabolism. You release fat from the fat cells, and you have all these positive benefits. I just met a guy last night who walked by me. He says, I, I did your plan. I ate a really, really high-fat diet, cut all the starch. I lost 18 pounds. It completely contradicts our notion of what's possible because we think we eat high-fat. It's got a lot of calories per gram, more than twice as much as carbohydrates or protein. So if we eat less fat, we lose weight. It's not an energy problem. It's a hormonal problem. It's a metabolism issue. So we have to completely rethink our approach to weight. And I think that's such an important point because I know in my own life, my approach was always, and it used to work when I was younger. It doesn't work anymore. But the approach was if I wanted to lose weight, I wouldn't eat breakfast. Maybe I would grab a bagel midday, not eat the rest of the day, and then say to myself, why am I not losing weight? I only ate 500 calories today. But yeah, it wasn't working. Yeah. And, and and I think many people are just as guilty as the approach that I took. Absolutely. It's it's really true. We think we eat less, it'll work. But what happens is our bodies are accommodating to starvation far more than to excess. So we're good at slowing our metabolism down, shutting down systems. So when you restrict calories, one, you're miserable, two, you're hungry, three, your metabolism slows down, and four, you sabotage your weight loss. And you can white knuckle it for a little while, but ultimately you can't. So there was a recent study published looking at a completely restricted, calorie-restricted, low-fat diet compared to an unrestricted, high-fat diet, which was low in starch and sugar, over a year's period. And the group that had the unrestricted diet, meaning they could eat as much as they wanted, as opposed to the other group that had to shut down their calorie content, 
the group can eat as much as they want, high fat, not only lost far more weight, but their numbers all got better, their cholesterol, their blood sugar, their insulin. It was very impressive. Well, and I know for myself, I'm actually tired of going on these quote-unquote diets and plans and losing the weight and going off and that whole cycle. I keep saying to myself, I need to just figure it out and eat normally and, and create a new normal because I don't want to keep doing these plans and and. I want to get off that, that hamster wheel that isn't working. Right. And that's what I talk about in the book through what the heck should I eat. I, I talk about the vegan diet, as I was mentioning. And it's just principles to live by. They're not hard and fast rules. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's the eat a plant-rich diet. It's cut out the starch and sugar. It's eat more healthy fats. Stay away from refined foods and oils, particularly the seed and the oils. Stay away from pesticides, hormones, antibiotics, GMO. If you're going to eat. You know, eat meat, eat sustainably raised meat, and, and think of it as a side dish. If you're going to have dairy, have sheep or goat because others are inflammatory. Just avoid dairy altogether. Avoid gluten when you can because it creates leaky gut in everybody and have small amounts of uh, weird grains like quinoa or black rice or calf or buckwheat. Um, and and if for beans, you know, they can be helpful for some, but also they're very starchy. So to get the same amount of protein you get in six ounces of chicken or fish, you need three cups of beans that come with 100 grams of carbs. So... There's all sorts of approaches to sort of simplifying things, and it's just a series of principles that make a lot of sense that are based on science that everybody can follow and have a lot of flexibility. Oh, do you just mentioned gluten, and that seems to be a new buzzword today. Everybody's talking about a gluten-free diet. Is this just a fad, or is gluten really a problem? Well, here's the deal. Um, you know, the wheat we eat isn't the wheat we ate, right? So. Mm -hmm. Historically, people have probably tolerated better for a number of reasons. One, the gluten and the wheat were different, and I'll explain that in a minute. Two, our guts have changed so much that we've become more prone to issues around leaky gut and damage to our gut. So our wheat's different because we hybridized it. We mean bred it to have certain properties like drought resistance, but also we bred it to have higher content of starch. So basically, wheat has got more sh sort of glycemic index than sugar. Like it's literally worse than table sugar. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, we have the high levels of gluten proteins in that because you hybridize plants, you actually get more gluten and they're more inflammatory forms of gluten, which definitely cause leaky gut. Even if you're healthy, they can slightly damage your gut, which most of us can tolerate, but many can't have autoimmune disease, have inflammation of any kind. The, the third reason is that we spray our current wheat crops with glyphosate if they're not organic. And glyphosate is a potent um, toxin, carcinogen, and also has been shown to dramatically um, affect the gut flora and potentially cause cancer and many, many other things. Uh, and then we do that before we harvest the wheat so it's right on the food and we, we then get that in our diet. And the fourth reason is that there's something called calcium propionate that's used as a preservative that's shown to cause autism in animal models because it's a neurotoxin and, and this is in all preserved wheat products. So there's a lot of reasons not to eat gluten and wheat. Some people may tolerate you know, traditional rye or einkorn wheat or other forms of traditional barley, but I would say, you know, we do we do um, often, you know, have issues in, in our population with chronic disease, with inflammation, with gut issues. So anybody who's got any kind of chronic issue or has any kind of symptoms, it's the first thing I do, get them off gluten and dairy. So I, I think there are gluten-free grains that can be helpful, but I think it is a real problem. I see this clinically. Doctor, do we really need to buy organic? How important is that? Well, no. Yes and no is the answer. I mean, ideally, yes, but it's expensive for some, and I think the, cha the changes in our food system will come to make that less expensive. However, there are guides, for example, I'm on the board of the Environmental Working Group and there's a great guide called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. And the Dirty Dozen is the 12 most contaminated fruits and vegetables that you never want to eat if they're not organic. 
uh, the clean fish cleaner ones that don't have to be organic and don't have a lot of pesticide residues. So, for example, strawberries are one of the worst uh, in terms of pesticide residues. You want to have those organic. Whereas, for example, avocados or bananas, not such a big deal uh, in terms of organic. So I think this is really important for people to understand that there are ways to on a budget, minimize your exposure to pesticides and toxins. And we do know that it's not just the one dose here and there that's a problem. It's the accumulated lifelong exposure to a host of chemicals in our environment, and our food, in our household cleaning products, in our skincare products, in our water, in our air, that create a cumulative burden of toxicity that over time leads to everything from metabolic diseases like diabetes, obesity, heart disease, to autoimmune diseases, to Alzheimer's, to allergy and asthmatic diseases. So we really need to be vigilant in terms of reducing our exposures, but we don't have to be crazy about it. The book is Food, What the Heck Should I Eat? by Dr. Mark Hyman. If you would like to get more information about the book or Dr. Hyman, you can visit foodthebook.com. Doctor, in our final moments, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, I want them to feel hopeful because, you know, I think people are having their heads spin like the exorcist (laughs) (laughs) because there's just so much competing information and opinions out there. But I want to give people a sense of food, peace and security. And in the book, I go through what are the controversies? What do we know? What do we don't know? How do we look at the science around all this? And then what, what can we just do practically to keep our bodies healthy, to keep our planet healthy, and to do the right thing? And I think it's very simple. The H chapter is basically about a food group like meat or poultry or fish or, or vegetables or fruit or grains and beans. And I go through all the issues. And at the end, I go, here's what you should eat and here's what you shouldn't eat. Uh-huh. You know, that's really it. And it's super easy and it's very practical. And there's recipes and there's a meal plan. And I think it's important for people to understand that they can be empowered to do things in a way that they promote health. And then just to remind them that the best doctor in the room is your own body. It's, it's going to tell you what works, what doesn't work. And that is the main thing. If you eat something and you don't feel good, pay attention. Most people don't connect what they eat with how they feel. And that's why part of the book, I, I have a 10-day detox, which gives people a chance to reset and reboot their biology. And at the end of that, they go, God, my arthritis is gone. My brain fog is gone. My, my joint pain is better. My irritable bowel is gone. I'm sleeping better. My congestion has gone. My acne is getting better. My eczema is better. Like, people will identify these things. And then you can go, oh, it's what I was eating. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us and for helping us sort through this maze of information. As you said, if we follow some of these basic principles, we can get off that hamster wheel and stop our head from spinning. So I really appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you. Of course, of course. This is Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life has a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life 24-7. Visit CYACYL.com. And be sure to tell your friends.
As a relationship expert, I've often had clients say, Julianne, I don't want to settle. Hi, I'm Julianne Cantarella, matchmaker, dating coach, and owner of New Jersey's Matchmaker. I work with singles in the tri-state area, helping them totally transform their love lives by taking the mystery and confusion out of dating so they can create the relationship they desire and deserve. After working with singles for over 13 years as a matchmaker, dating coach, and relationship expert, I'm here to tell you, no one wants you to settle. But I will ask you, what does settling mean to you? For most, settling means accepting significantly less than what you want. But what about what you need? I often see confusion around those two ideas. I've seen more people actually end up settling because they are distracted by the ideas of what they want and not take into consideration what is needed for a long-term, healthy, committed relationship. We all want that ideal partner, but we forget there are other factors that are more important and will take the relationship farther. We need to be cherished. We need to be respected. We need to be loved and made a priority. We need someone who is emotionally available so they can connect with us on a deeper level. I invite you to identify what it is you need versus what you want in a relationship. Once you gain clarity around those two ideas, you will see a more positive relationship outcome. Are you interested in learning more ways to totally transform your love life and create the relationship you desire and deserve? Then connect with me, Julianne Cantarella, at NewJersey'sMatchmaker.com. Are you having difficulty building the career and business momentum you hope for? Does self-sabotage or procrastination hold you back from achieving results? Hi, I'm Amy Blumber, an executive and leadership coach. Many of my clients call me the dot connector. If you're what I call a builder, you have a vision. Maybe it's launching a startup or landing the role you always dreamed of. You're in a building phase but can't find your groove. You need to remove the roadblocks and create a strategy to become a more effective leader. Here are three strategies from my nine building dots method. One, identify the barriers that get in your way and cause you to procrastinate. Ask yourself, why am I so discouraged? Take a pause. Slow down and identify the changes you can make to drive results. Two, journal daily. Look for patterns of behavior that slow you down, trick you up, and track them in your journal. Celebrate wins, big and small. Three, Better manage your time and resources so you become more effective and make more informed business decisions with confidence and conviction. Whether you're building a business, a team, or project, I can help you connect the dots because I've been a builder too. With one-on-one -on -one thoughtful direction, I can help you make the right strategic decisions and create an executable success plan to vault you from where you are to where you want to be. So unsabotage yourself. Let's connect. For more details and contact information, go to amyblumbercoaching.com. At Amy Blumber Coaching, I connect people and possibilities. Do you know how to identify your ideal client? Hi, I'm Suzanne Tregenza Moore, business coach, online marketing strategist, and creator of the Socialize, Mesmerize, Monetize system. I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to convert more prospects into sales. Identifying your ideal client can be a challenge for many small business owners, but it is a critical element to your long-term success. Take these steps and you'll be on your way. First, pull out your records from working with current and former clients and consider your experiences with them. Some will have been great, and some will have been rocky from beginning to end. Rank them from best to worst. When the ranking is done, spend some time reviewing what you know about the top 10%. What do they have in common, and what are their differences? Remember that the common traits may not be the obvious ones. 
We often jump to things like age, gender, and income levels, trying to develop commonalities. Instead, personality may play a larger role. Develop an understanding of what the best clients were thinking and feeling when they hired you. This knowledge will be your best asset for marketing to more ideal clients. Interested in more advice about marketing to your ideal client? Connect with me at SuzanneTMoore.com. to your health. Joining me today is Dr. Lorraine Maida, a functional and integrative medicine physician who practices anti-aging medicine, executive health, hormone replacement therapy, and weight management. She's the author of Vibrance for Life, How to Live Younger and Healthier. Dr. Maida is here today to discuss how to avoid the dangers of sleep deprivation. Welcome, Dr. Maida. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Joan. So, Doctor, we've all heard about crashes or accidents that were caused by sleep deprivation. What are some other problems that can occur due to a lack of sleep? Well, a lack of sleep affects your mind, your mood, and your health. So in the way it affects your mind, we know about accidents, but people make a lot of errors. Their judgment is poor. They can't perform complex tasks, and they make very poor decisions when they haven't slept. It also affects your mood. People say they get anxious, depressed, irritable their energy drops, and they're also much more likely to suffer from health problems. Obesity is one of them, but you can get high blood pressure, heart attack, stroke. It depresses your immune system and it can increase the risk of infection and inflammation. So sleep deprivation has a lot of felt effects on your mind, your mood, and your health. Doctor, there are a lot of people that are suffering from this problem. I know Sometimes when I can't sleep, I may go on my phone on Facebook or something like that, and I'm amazed at how many people are posting in the middle of the night. So what do you suggest that people do in order to get a good night's sleep? You know, the most important thing is to start winding down. You have to actually develop good sleep habits. Train your body. Wake up and go to bed at the same time. Don't eat a big meal at least two hours before bedtime because that can keep you awake. Caffeine. Some people metabolize it very slowly, and even one cup of coffee in the morning could, could do them in. However, most people should avoid caffeine six to eight hours before bedtime. And the misnomer people have about alcohol, they'll have a drink to calm them down to make them sleep. When you, in high doses, it's a sedative. But as it wears off in your body, it becomes a stimulant. That's why people wake up in the middle of the night with sweats and palpitations. It's from the alcohol getting to a low enough level to be have a stimulant effect. You also need a quiet, dark room that's cool. When the temperature is too high, melatonin isn't made, and light affects your sleep patterns. So going online and going on Facebook is probably one of the worst things you can do because that, that blue right. light keeps you awake. And you've got to calm down mentally. And, you know, if all else fails, there are some supplements that can calm you down and help you sleep. Dr. Mehta, thank you so much for being here. If you would like to learn more about Dr. Mehta and her work, you can visit howtoliveyounger.com. And as always, to hear more from Dr. Mehta, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com backslash Lorraine. We'll be right back. Is your TNT ready for summer? By that, I mean your teeth and tan. First impressions are everything, and your smile is usually one of the first things people notice when they meet you. Your choices to whiten range from strips, gels, pastes, to professional bleaching kits. 
Regarding tanning, we all know that we can bake in the sun. Hopefully you know to slather on sunscreen with appropriate broad range of UV protection and to tan slowly to prevent burning and skin cancer. There are at least five other ways to get a faux natural golden glow of being tanned while staying in the shade and avoiding the most significant skin cancer risk factor. You can try tinted oil with micro shimmer particles. Bronzing powders can be brushed on. You can create your own mixture of unsweetened cocoa and mix it with a body lotion. Some of us have even used strong black tea with water in a spray bottle. Finally, advances in sunless tanning lotion have created formulas that allow you to apply the lotion evenly rather than the orange streaks that older formulas did. Take care of your smile, tan safely, and you will have a summer that is dynamite. If you'd like to know more or have a free personal consultation, please contact me, Joanne Ferrari, your nationally recognized leader in anti-aging at 908-581-9254. When we think of healing, we usually connect to the thought of healing ourselves. Did you know that our personal environment needs healing as well? Let's take a look at one particular life event which can cause our homes to not be so nurturing. If we have a loved one living in our home who is sick, either physically, mentally, or living with addictions, their energetic patterns are surrounding our environment every day. Sickness of any kind carries a low dense vibration which will eventually wreak havoc on the health of our body, mind, and spirit if proper measures are not taken. Raising the frequency within our personal space allows us to continue being as strong as we can in caregiving without suffering in great lengths caregiver burnout. Here are some key factors to remember. Keep the shades open during the day to let in natural sunlight. At night, be sure to have plenty of lighting surrounding your space, allowing higher frequencies to permeate your space. Sound is a huge conductor for healing, so be sure to play healing music. Incorporate the use of crystals throughout your home. Crystals carry their own unique healing properties and can do a lot for raising the vibration in your own space. The more you work on your own personal growth and development, the easier you will be able to cope. Remember, the quality of energy within a space reflects back to the energy within us. This is Roxanne D'Angelo, a feng shui and space clearing consultant. If you would like more information on creating a healing environment, you can reach me on the web at crystalclearenergies.com. Hello, doctor. Hi, business owner. Hey there, freelancer. The mark of a truly educated person is an open mind. These impactful words were shared by one of my mentors early in my education career. I have used this phrase and sought out examples of such persons over the last many years. Yesterday, I met another truly educated person while visiting a wellness center and meeting with the physician who owns it. She described her journey as a physician and business owner, mentioning the joys as well as the challenges of running a healthcare practice in America today. After reaching out to coaches and having soul-searching meetings with her staff, she came to a couple of conclusions. This is Vito Mazzi, your cash flow specialist with Kinem.com. The doctor made several new decisions, but she felt that the biggest one was to focus on the strengths that she and her team possess. Their main strength? They offer fantastic wellness care to their patients as she was trained to do. Among areas in need of improvement, which she has decided to outsource, dealing with financials like insurance claims and accounts receivables. She actually had called me in to assist, and now I'm helping her. And yes, I can help you too. Visit Kinem.com 
forward slash Vito hyphen Mazza or call 800-850-5110. Soul by Rain is produced from various seed flowers. Its primary ingredients hail from the black cumin seed and the black raspberry seed. These two combine with Chardonnay grapeseed Nutriflower to provide a powerful antioxidant barrier against the devastating effects of stress. Sold by Rain has been hailed as one of the most important anti-aging antioxidants ever discovered. Soul is an anti-inflammatory and it helps prevent and repair radical damages for a healthier heart. Get your soul by calling your Rain partner Elmina Ziza at 973-722-1154. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. We believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. While on the site, listen to Pasha's On Demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.